0: This is The Playbook. Oh, you and I got to sit down. It's so amazing. I've been with the greatest actors and comedians, and they're really, to me, exciting to talk to because you're so intelligent. Like, you can't be a great comedian or actor if you don't have a hyper intellect that is quick. But what I thought was so amazing is the depth in the lessons that I've learned by sitting down with you. And you mentioned fear because I'm always curious uh how much fear people have in two respects, especially athletes and entertainers like yourself. Number one, there's a great fear of regret and guilt of the past. When I'm sitting down with you know entertainers, actors, comedians, and athletes as well, they have a heightened level of anxiety when it comes to the past. But also, even more, and you've talked about this, is you go on to the next. Uh, you know, I want to be a Super Bowl champ, uh, Kansas City fan, or something you know, that I thought would never happen. <laughs> but there is an incredible, especially as an actor, entertainer, an athlete, a fear of the future because the future is uncertain for everyone. But you, you literally, when you're an entertainer, a comedian or an athlete, your career could end tomorrow. Whether you're 19, 29, 39 or 59, you know, when you're an accountant, chances are your career is not going to end when you're 19. Uh, so you don't have that fear. How have you been able to handle fear? Because I know you talk to a lot of companies, corporations, sales forces, executives who have to handle fear. You're the perfect person to discuss how we deal with the fear of the past and feel the future.
1: Oh, listen, I, I mean, I, I wish I had a silver bullet answer on that one. I was, was hoping. Exercising, <laughs> exercising it today. Um, you know, in, and you guys are fully aware. I, th- I think as, as, as I am, uh, you know, you can trace everything back to two emotions, fear and love. Everything goes back. All the dark side, wolf, all the dark wolf emotions of jealousy, anger, fear, but you know, that all goes back to fear. That's the root is fear of all the dark side. All the good side is love. Yeah. You know, and everything can be traced back to those two. So I've always considered those two the, 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 the primary roots, good and evil, right? You know, uh, Fear and love—that's what it always comes down to. And if you if you ha- are, d- are stuck in some dark wolf emotions, as I call them, you're caught in some dark wolf emotions. Uh, chances are, you could if you drill down on it, you're going to find that it's fear-based for some reason. And um, as far as overcoming fear, uh, you know, it, it's it, everybody has to figure that out for themselves, I guess, because there's uh, what you focus on, you know. And that's, that's, that, that's the one that bums me out because it's always so easy to say what you focus on. Just focus on the right stuff. Really? Really? I got, <laughs> I got a storm going on in my mind. I got, I'm, you know, I'm constantly uh, overthinking things. I'm constantly you know, analyzing things. I'm constantly drilling down, probably when I shouldn't be drilling down. My biggest struggle is trying to stay in the present. You know, um, I have a card on my desk uh, that I, I wrote and I read it every morning. It says, accept your past without regret handle your present with confidence and face your future without fear. And and I keep, I read that every morning when I get up because, um, and I try to remember the little phrases. Those little phrases, those little catchphrases that we all embrace, they make a huge difference. Those little mantras, you know. Um,
2: is no, <laughs> original, that's somebody else's
1: genius. Thank God. I, 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 <laughs> I wish it was Bob. Uh, no, that's. Uh, <laughs> but the, you know, there are things. Uh, you know, the the, the th- especially the things about looking back. Uh, you know, that that's the that's the hardest thing. We all, if 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 everyone right now stopped, closed their eyes, and thought about something cringeworthy that they've done in the past, or you know, some conversation they wish they could take back, or some you know we all could do it all day and we'd feel like a big pile of crap at the end of it. So you can't do that. You can't allow yourself to do that. You know, you, uh, someone I remember reading, and this is a version of a quote that's out there, but it was, it's, I'm paraphrasing, but it's basically your future needs you a lot more than your past. You know, I love that. And, and you, you, you've got to, you've got, that's the only direction you're going quit looking back because you're not going that way. Right. And, and that's the truth. And if you can get, if you can repeat that enough, it starts to make sense. It starts to sink in. And then when you find yourself, uh you know, journeying back to the painful path, you can you can rip yourself out of that and get yourself going forward again. But it does take that. It does take, you know, what I'm discovering oh, so late good. in life is, uh I say late in life, whatever. As I, get <laughs> old, as I get older. How about that? That's better. As I get older, what I'm discovering is, um, uh, the stuff that I had heard for decades about journaling, about doing these things. I'm like, I'm not journaling. That's just more work on top of the work I already got. You're out of your mind. You know, this is the huge biggest waste I could have ever imagined. I know what I'm thinking. I got it. I got it. I got it. No, I'm telling you, journaling has made, so- I just started this year. <laughs> it's made such a difference. It's made such a difference. Um, so those things, uh, saying, you know, repeating the mantras. I'm like, I, who's going to sit around? I'm, I'm not geeking out like that. I'm not sitting around repeating these mantras. You know, I'm okay, you're okay. Blah, blah, blah. I, all of a sudden, I start saying things like my, my future needs to be more than my past, right? I start saying that over and over and over. The past doesn't bother me anymore, you know? I, these things work. They really, you know, and now I feel like such a, uh, uh, an idiot that I, it's been there for me. It's been there for me for decades, and I just didn't listen. I didn't do it. Now that I'm executing on it, I, I got to tell you, the benefits are there. I really, I, I enjoy it. I really do. It makes a difference, too. It makes a difference in the quiet moments for me. In the quiet moments, because I live in L.A., so I, I'm in my car probably more than I preach. <laughs> and, and, and as a result, I have a lot of time to go inside, go between the ears. And a lot of time, you know, I beat the hell out of myself. I'm getting better about that. A lot of the times, I'm worried about stuff I shouldn't be worried. I'm having conversations and arguments that never happened, you know, never will happen. You know, all this stupid stuff that, all, you know, is, is sucking my life and my energy. So, so by journaling and writing this stuff out, when I find myself in those moments, I find myself going back to the right thoughts, going back to the right things, going back to the... And it's there it's available for me at all times so i encourage people to journal now and to, to do the work to do the work
2: this is so good and i'm i'm fascinated with your mind. it's so impressive and, and you mentioned that you recently picked up journaling so i'm curious like how did you handle disappointment which spoiler alert, is inevitable for all of us like for example i know how hard you wanted to be on saturday night live and then that was cut short at a time how do you handle disappointment in the present and not dwell on it too much so you could stay available yeah. for the next great uh, opportunity.
1: Well, yeah, I, you know, I think it's just about, um, I'm, I'm a pretty practical guy. So when, when my, I had worked 10 years to get SNL, I had worked my, you know, it was my dream, my goal. I learned so many lessons. By the way, every failure, if you can extract lessons, not a failure. Uh, and I know these, these are a lot of the, the, the buzzwords and code talk and, and phrases that we all use but I keep gravitating towards them for a reason. They're gold, they're solid gold, all right? So when, when SNL didn't extend my contract, um, it hurt on a level, you know, at that particular time in my life that I probably hadn't experienced, right? Maybe one breakup or something, but, but, but you know, like it, it, was, it was a body blow. But the lessons I learned that night when my agent called and said they're not going to extend your contract, I was like, oh, okay. I had about a, you know, I had a little pity party, and then uh, uh, I – it wasn't long, though, I promise you, because I started to get practical real fast, which is I had a daughter and I had a wife, and I needed to provide. So We we had to eat. We had to pay rent. We had to – so I got practical real fast. But what are my options? What are my options? What do I need to do? And I also sat around and realized, oh, there's no – you know, just because I got Saturday Night Live, which, by the way, it was my first gig ever. So I was thinking, I'm done. We're done here. I, you know, I'm going to do this for a couple of years. I'm going to make movies. And, you know, we're golden. And I, I just was so naive about it. There is no finish line. There's no finish line in, 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 in the arts, in, in, in whatever you do. If you choose a life in the arts. Also in business. Also in whatever. I started to realize there's no finish line on this game. There's, you know, maybe when they put you in the ground that you could call that a finish line, maybe, but
0: maybe, <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe. So, uh, so I learned, I learned so many important life lessons in that moment, which, you know, part resilience, part, there's no finish line part, you know, this, this is a This is an ever evolving game, if you want to call it that, but this is, this is an ongoing thing It never, you don't get to get off the bus. You don't get to get off the, the merry-go-round. So you better get tough and you better get strong and you better start figuring some things out and you better realize life isn't fair and you better uh, embrace it. And then you better decide what you're going to do about it. You know, you better decide what you're going to do about it. Are you going to get run over? Are you going to lay down? Are you going to die? Eventually you get to the answer. I took about 15 minutes and and asked all those questions (laughs) (laughs) and had my pity party. And then I said, no, I'm not going to do any of those things. I got, I got people to provide for. I got people who count on me. They haven't seen the best of me. No one has seen the best of me yet. Uh, you know, you have these conversations. You got to be your own coach. You got to be your own coach. You have to talk to yourself. And you got to talk to yourself like a coach would talk to you. You know, um, uh, I remember standing on a street corner, 31st and 7th, in New York City. I had just taught an improv class. I, I, and I worked all day. I was flipping exhausted. I wanted to go home and, and get in bed and, and with my wife and snuggle and go to bed. And there was a, a midnight show down at the UCB theater that I could go down and work on some characters because SNL auditions were coming up and I was way behind. I needed to work on some characters and work on some monologues. And and I stood on that street corner and yelled at myself like a crazy person in New York City would, which by the way, New Yorkers were just walking by me. It was no big deal <laughs> to them. But I literally had a, an argument with myself where I was <laughs> like, I wanted to go home and I, I yelled. I, I said, why did you come to New York, you a-hole? <laughs> you know, why did you come here? Did you come here to go home? Is that what you did? Did you come here to go home? You came here to get on Saturday Night You came here to do this. Now, get your ass down at the UCB and figure it out. I said, I, and I was looking, I, I don't have any characters. What am I going to do? And I was like, you're an improviser. Make it up. I don't care. But you're going to do something. You're not going home. So I literally had this argument, and then I walked down to the UCB, which is down at 26th and 8th, and I was at 31st and 7th. And I walked down there arguing with myself the whole way until I got there, and I did it. I, I did the show that night, and I came up with two characters I ended up actually using in my audition. But you have to coach yourself. You have, and if it's, as, if it's as silly as arguing with yourself, do it. If it's as yeah. silly as, as, as saying things out loud. I'm one of these guys, I still, and I just read uh, Jim Quick's book, uh, Limitless. Uh, uh, and I love it because you know he was talking about you know, absorbing more reading, I'm trying to read more. Um, I like to use all my senses. I like to see. I like to hear. I like to say. So I still read out loud, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I can. I like to move my mouth. Because I, I you get all of it in so many ways. So um, it's fun.
0: I'm going to be with uh, Jim Jim and uh, Chris Gardner on Wednesday for dinner. So I'll tell him that he had the impact. Now, a couple of things you said are so interesting. Because I tell people all the time, don't listen to yourself. Talk to yourself. Right? If we listen to ourselves, we're screwed. Now, I will tell you, I, I'm a big faith-based person i believe i'm protected and promoted by all the times that i'm rejected and you know and the proof that i have of that is my marriage because nobody's been rejected by women more than me and i ended up with the best wife in the world but the proof for you should be yes you got rejected uh and you weren't punished when you lost the snl gig but who'd have thought that someday you'd be on the 100th uh, anniversary edition of Paradigm Shift. I mean, compared to SNL, holy shit! I mean, the 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 unlimited future for you of being on this show. While I'm sitting in a in a Westin, uh, you know, uh, hallway here with all the staff, uh, it's a it's a, an amazing setting. I feel like Michael Lauren behind stage talking to everybody as you're coming on. Uh, but you know, to to that respect, you know, we do have to talk to ourselves, um, and we have different layers. Uh, as we learned, I'm interested, you know, you talk about, cause I feel the same way I'm 55 and it's like, shit, people have been telling me this for years and I'm finally getting these layers to come off and say, Oh yeah, this secret does work to write things down. I, I don't think it's a coincidence that you had the quote right on your desk. As I talked about regret and future. Um, how can we help younger people, Rob, you know, give that wisdom of, hey, give these things a chance, accelerate the layers. You, you, don't, you don't have to get your ass kick 16 times before you say, hey, maybe stuff that's been around for a 1,000 years has been around for a 1,000 years because it works.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, I, you know, I, I do get approached by a lot of uh, young, young folks and, and, and young veterans who want to get into show business or whatever, and, and I never want to rain on their parade. But I do want to manage your expectations. You know, if you, <laughs> you ask me a question, I'm going to give you an honest answer. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, the younger generation and it's not their fault, but they've grown up with instant gratification. They just have, it's, it's just, they they don't know any different. They don't know delayed gratification. They don't know, they don't know that world. It's just, they just don't know it. And so if I could educate them on anything is your dreams are going to take a little bit of time and they're going to take a lot more effort than you think. They're going to take everything you've got. If it's really a dream And it's really, you know, if you've done it right, which should be, the dream should scare you. It should be something that you think is borderline unattainable. You know, it should be, it should be something that scares you. And if it's, if it's a good dream like that, it's going to take everything you got. It's going to take your heart, your soul, your mind, your focus, your passion, your time, your free time. You don't have free time if you got a dream. So going to take all it's going to take everything you got and i think people people underestimate that yeah they, they i love know. that so uh i would tell them that's what it's going to take and and i would say and listen listen to your elders we can yeah. we, we can give you we can give you a couple hacks we can save you maybe a year or two on your journey if you just trust us you know we're not just these old geezers who don't know how to use instagram which i barely got. <laughs>
0: you're the you're the comic buddha that's what i'm gonna rebrand you the comic buddha we're selling him across stages across the world come and listen to the comic buddha he'll give you wisdom and humor all at once
2: (laughs) rob i want to ask you real quick when you were growing up what was a bigger dream for you or maybe equal uh, top gun or you know probably being
1: a comedian um just because i i grew up out of the '80s, so that means you know comedies were lifeblood. I, I quote all the comedies from the '80s, chapter and verse. Still in my life today, if I go play golf, you can count on about twenty uh, Caddyshack quotes during the round of golf <laughs> for me. You know, uh, so quoting movies, watching these comedic guys, and I was always—I never really liked the the big lead in the movies. I always liked the guy, the supporting characters that would come in and you know have these great one-liners or had just a unique. character. Yeah, so I was, that, me, those no. are the guys I always gravitated towards. I always thought those guys were the, the,
0: the uh, best. They should have never casted Tony Romo in that beer commercial for the Caddyshack <laughs> ones, man. I, I I got to talk to your agent. He dropped the ball on that one. That was made for you. Man, they're killing me. They're killing <laughs> me. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> man. They're, this has been incredible. You here. want to land, land the plane, Craig?
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. Um, this was an awesome conversation, 100 episodes. No better guest than I could think of. I, I know it's probably a long answer, but we'll make it short. It's obvious that you're big on manifesting. You said you grew up in the 80s. I know a movie that you were really big into that used to quote all the lines from was Dumb and Dumber. And you ended up being involved in the sequel. Was that the I result of some sort of manifestation? So, I,
1: I would like to think so. Because I, 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 I do believe in manifestation. I do. I think it, I've experienced it in my life. That's why I believe. You know, if you, if you experience it, it's it's hard to go back. You can't, you can't unring that bell. It, it, it's just too true for you. So then you want everybody to know about it. You're like, no, trust me. Trust me. If you just focus, if you just, you know, believe, if you just do the right things, if you, da, 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 if you execute, if you execute. And you were talking about discipline and consistency. Man, that's the ticket. You know, there, there's all kinds of things. Figure out the dream. Decide what you want. That's all great. And it's, it's necessary. There's a, all these steps are necessary. But consistency, that's what's going to get you your dream. I'm telling you, it's the only thing that's going to get it done. So, I, uh, yeah, uh, I think I, I might have missed your, did I, did I answer your question? Or did yeah, I... you did.
0: Yeah, you did. I, I got to add to that because in that manifestation, I don't have the talent that Rob Riggle does. But the movie, The Secret, is about manifestation and it changed my life. And in my life, in manifestation, evolved to... Uh, check out Netflix I'm in the movie the sequel to the secret beyond the secret and I sit there and pinch myself every day and say it's amazing and then like you said once you ring that bell you can't unring it and sometimes I feel crazy telling people all the shit in my life that occurs from attention in intention that discipline and consistency that Rob Riggle and Craig Siegel have Uh, and I just But whatever I did to attract Rob Riggle into my life, I need more of you, brother. I can't unring that bell. We got to step on some more stages and do more stuff together. And I'm so grateful you took this time on a Saturday. It really means a lot to Craig and I.
1: I'm so honored that you guys asked me to be part of it. So thank you. Appreciate it. It's good to see you guys again. Awesome.
2: Rob, I'm excited to connect with you after. Uh, Thank you. As Dave said, just want to echo that. Thank you so much for joining us. You're better at technology Instagram than you think. Dave, 100 episodes. Thank you so much. I I love you both. I'm better for this conversation. I I love
0: you, man. (laughs) Take
2: care. (laughs) Bye-bye.